0: Good afternoon and hope you're having an awesome Erev Shabbos. So it's that wonderful time of the week where we get to share one of the many relevant and inspiring messages that the Torah crafts for us in this week's Parsha, Parsha Sveschanan. As always, we could spend a whole week or lifetime exploring messages from this week's Parsha alone because it is saturated with wisdom and inspiration. It's definitely worth reading over the weekend if you have time. But let's share for now a beautiful insight that ties together how we walk away from Tisha B'av and this week's Parsha as well as the name of this Shabbos because this Shabbos, the one after Tisha B'Av, is called Shabbos of Comfort, Shabbos Nachmu to begin it's extremely important in fact critical to remember this really key principle to being as jews we cry we remember and we mourn and there has been much to do that for over the centuries but equally if not even more important is to remember to get up off the ground and go on living and living with even greater fervor and commitment this is true of personal loss as with shiva And it's true of collective loss. But the question you have to ask is how? How do you do it? And especially if it's true that Tisha B'Av is also about strengthening a connection to God, how do we move forward with that after experiencing loss or tragedy? So I want to share an insight that I learned from someone who has the right to voice an opinion that we should listen to. The Kloisenberger Rebbe, Rabbi Halberstam, a Hasidic Rebbe born in Poland in 1905. During the Holocaust, he horrifically lost his wife and 11 children. Unimaginable loss. And he has complete permission and the right to ask and demand an answer to the question of both, how can we begin to understand this and how do we move on after? and he discusses an important part of this week's Parsha. In this week's Parsha, we have the famous Shema prayer, the ultimate Jewish guiding principle, and the only prayer that is 100% biblical in nature and which we're responsible to say every single day, twice, once in the morning and once at night. If there is one prayer you are going to say or you want to start saying, this would be the one. Not only do we say this prayer, but there is a unique motion we do that goes along with it, namely, covering our eyes. Now, obviously, as Jews, we have to ask the question, why? Why do we do that? As there is a why for everything. The usual pant answer given is that we cover our eyes to increase focus and concentration for this most important prayer by getting rid of all distractions. Seems nice and a good strategy for sure. Put down the phone, focus, and cover your eyes. But the Kloisenberger Rebbe, a man who lost everything that was dear to him, answers differently. He explained that this prayer is our acceptance of God's presence and oneness in this world. It is a prayer through which a Jew affirms and daily reaffirms their faith in God as a creator, the source of life, and all the blessings that we have, of which there are many, and remind ourselves that God has one big and great plan for the world, and we are a part of it. However, sometimes in life we don't understand or see the plan clearly, and at times, even at all. Sometimes our eyes are covered, and it's during those dark times, those moments where the relationship requires, as all relationships do, trust. We cover our eyes for Shema to reaffirm that even in those moments where our limited eyes cannot understand what they see, we can still accept that there is a vision that is much larger and bigger than ours. And just as a child must trust a parent even when it seems like they don't love them, so too with our Father in heaven. There are moments and sometimes entire periods of history of absolute and thick darkness. But it is in those moments that we also express trust that there is a plan that we can't understand at the moment, but we still stay committed to the team and the mission powerful expression to keep in mind in our lives when we deal with adversity, and a great reminder daily when we cover our eyes to say the one line of Shema. Interestingly, the rest of the three paragraphs of the Shema prayer are said with our eyes open. Only for one line are our eyes covered. This too is symbolic. For much of our lives, we are surrounded by blessings, which to be honest, we unfortunately don't always see when we should. But in life, there are times where we must cover our eyes and acknowledge our limited perspective, but then carry on. That perhaps is the message after Tisha B'av, to get off the ground, say we don't understand why, but are committed to saying Shema, working on that relationship, take comfort in knowing that there is a greater plan, and then we take comfort in knowing that we could be part of making the plan unfold. In fact, we must. That is our job. How do we do that? Well, the Kloisenberger Rebbe leads the way here as well. How? I urge you to listen to a back episode, episode 19, where you will hear or be reminded of the greatness of what one can do when they cover their eyes, maintain their faith, and figure out what to do with that moving forward. He might not have understood everything in the past, but it only made him more passionately committed to what he had to do in the future. Honestly, take four minutes and listen to episode 19. Whether it's your first time or review, it carries with it the message of Shabbos Nachamu, the Shabbos of comfort, the story of surviving the darkest period of history, returning to a country that at the moment didn't even exist, and building a future of light, healing, and vision. I've included episode 19 in the notes of this podcast to make it easy for you. It's definitely worth the four minutes. And on that note, have a wonderful Shabbos Nachamu, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow.